Welcome to the Money Shop Podcast, where we look at what's happened in the business news, analyse the strategy behind it, and tell you how to apply it to your business. Two things. Look at us not needing the prompts anymore, because we remember what the fuck we're talking about. Yeah, that's pretty good. And also you sound really depressed. Oh, sorry. Yeah. I was trying to not... Usually when I do... Sound like you were happy. Usually when I do the the introduction, it's like... (laughs) (laughs) The sole reason people tune in. <laughs> so there you go. I imagine normal, normal introduction. There we go. You can edit in that bit of wailing at the beginning if you really want to. <laughs> Maybe I do. So what we're going to talk about today, Roger? What's been in the news? Uh, the FCA, which stands for Financial you. Conduct Authority. Cool. <laughs> Jenny said it was the Financial Criminal Authority, and I she's believe, wrong. Then. But I was like, that sounds right. <laughs> <laughs> like, sure, okay. Um, the FCA, mm. which we all know what it means now, um, declared Binance. Hmm. What's Binance? So Binance is a cryptocurrency exchange based, I think, in the Cayman Islands, but they've got a big exchange that's used by a lot of people in the UK. It might be the biggest in the world. If not, it's the second. So it's pretty high up there in terms of volume of transactions for cryptocurrency. And they declared it. No longer allowed. Is that a technical term? Well, I think they sort of said, it can fuck off. <laughs> Didn't they? I Back mean, me up on this. Kind of. <laughs> so I think what they came out with, they've banned Binance from any FCA regulated activity. Which is kind of them fucked. Mm, surprisingly, no, not really. No. So all that means is they can't market. So it's... If we're going to get really nerdy now, it's FCA PS13 Stoke 3. See, that was all I, I was think is the financial promotions section. So they can't say get rich quick on Binance. I, I'm not even sure they're allowed to say anything about anything to anybody about anything. Oh, right. So, so that's one of the things. The only reason I know a little bit about it is because the stuff I do with people, you can't just tell any gobshite that you see. Like, hey, I do a thing. You need to make sure they're a sophisticated investor or a high net worth individual go through all the checks to make sure they understand what the fuck you're about to start talking to them about before you tell them what you do. Right. So you can't... And so Binance had started, I think, doing like bush shelter adverts saying like, hey, money's dead. Give us your money. So they're like, yeah, no, fuck off. Don't do that. And because it's regulated activity, things like futures and derivatives and CFDs and all of that stuff, that's fancy pants highfalutin finance, the FCA said you're not allowed to do that. And so there's actually... If we're going to get technical here, there's Binance Main Company, whose name I don't know. Let's call it Binance Main Company. That's based in the Cayman Islands, I want to say. Sounds dodgy enough. Dodgy as fuck. And then you've got Binance UK. Let's call them that. And Binance UK, I'm pretty sure, bought a FCA-regulated company in the UK so that they had FCA regulation. That's but they clever. kind of reversed into it a little bit. I like this kind of Yeah, I, I thought that was quite clever. Um, and so that was why they were able to offer some stuff. But the FCA is now been like, yeah, no, fuck off. And so in theory now, Binance can't offer futures arrangements to UK residents, but you can still use it as an exchange. If you have used it as an exchange previously, your money is safe there. One of the things that the FCA does as part of this, unsurprisingly, it's all about tax, is what they're now going to say to, the, to Binance is, cool, give us a list of all of your customers. We want to know everybody and how much they have on your site. 
Even though they're not regulated now. If they want to start going down that regulated route. Gotcha. Like, to be regulated, you need to. And so I think they've given them a week. Who knows <laughs> when the fuck we'll put this episode out. So a week from the day I'm talking right now. Wednesday the 30th of June. Boomtown. So sometime... Now, quick peek behind the... Uh, yeah, how, <laughs> how long it takes old, us to get episode out. <laughs> so, 2021, by I'm the way. I'm now a year older and it's my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Binance, what's that? Oh, it runs the country. Um, what was I saying? Oh, yes, they've got a week, basically, to confirm to the FCA that they're not doing any naughty stuff. And if they do want to go the FCA route and be regulated, all that good shit, then they're going to have to start giving up all their customers' details. So for anyone listening who might freak the fuck out because they've got investments with Binance, you're probably going to be all right because your actual investments were, unless there were futures and stuff, they were all covered by the Cayman stuff anyway. But if I had a shitload of futures Binance? If you had loads of futures options and contracts with Binance and you're a UK citizen, yeah, you should probably tie those things up. Sell them now. I would. Well, I would have done three, four days ago when it came out. Yeah. You shit out of luck now if you're listening to this, doing it, dickheads. Yeah, yeah. if you're doing it in September, guys, you're all fucked. <laughs> That's worth nothing now. <laughs> so our thoughts and prayers to all those destitute, <laughs> destitute Binance. How uh, can you afford the electricity to charge your thing that you're listening to this on? You should sell your headphones. Yes. Someone else wants to use that USB port on the train that you live on now. <laughs> Stop hacking the Wi-Fi. <laughs> So, so yes. you got us talking about regulation. It did indeed. Which I feel we have quite a lot of opinion on. Well, sounds like a challenge. Go on then. What's your opinion? Good or bad? Let's just start off broad. Okay, so the FCA... No, you had two options. Good or bad. Um, I, I think it's a good thing. Because okay. otherwise it's sort of Wild West. Fair enough. And that is from a tech perspective, which tech has always done a very good job of sort of running fast and breaking things. Yeah. And then people, then the government catching up and being like, we didn't have a rule about this because we didn't know this was a thing. Yeah. That wasn't a thing when we started making rules. Yes. Which I sort of get as like a good thing that mm-hmm. like tech innovates and all that kind of stuff. But I think it used to be good and it's maybe getting a bit bad now in the sense that people look at someone who goes like, I found a loophole in like labor laws that if I do it over an app, I don't have to pay anyone minimum wage. Yeah. That's... You listening, Deliveroo. That, well, that's innovating and running fast and breaking things. But look like, it's not really helping. You know, like, I like uh, autonomous driving laws mm. are really interesting because no one had ever thought that there might be an autonomous car. And yeah. so regulators are catching up on that, going like, well, you know, a, a, a self-driving car probably should abide by these rules that we're yeah. coming up with. Whereas, like, you know, distributing your employment network across an app and so you don't have to say that you're employed doesn't feel particularly innovative. It just feels a bit shitty. So I guess there's two things there. Are they going fast and breaking things? Are you intentionally trying to break the current laws, but there is no law in place because you are going fast? Or are you just going fast and there is no regulation because you're in a completely uncharted territory? I feel like that's kind of okay. So like, you know, with Facebook and data and all that sort of stuff, nobody had managed to amass that much data on individuals before, and I'm sure Facebook wasn't the very first one, but 
the whole tech side of it, that kicked off. And you're like, oh shit, I know everything about this person. There is no law telling me what I can and can't do. So I'm just going to do what the frig I want with it. You're not breaking any laws. You're just taking advantage of the lack of laws at that moment. Hmm. Whereas as you say, if you're, well, I just employ 80,000 people that do 15 seconds worth of work on my app and I don't have to pay anybody now. So I'm breaking all of the labor laws about employees, fair wages, all that sort of stuff. I am... I'm not using a loophole. I'm just stepping outside of the law to break the laws I don't want to comply with. Yeah. That seems like a fairly big difference. One of them's a massive dick move. The other one's like, well, to be fair, we didn't tell you what to do, so you just did whatever the fuck you wanted. And both use the argument of like, oh, well, it's tech. It, you know, it's innovative, so it, it hadn't been thought of before. Or, okay, skip techs. I know you're in tech. You could, both of them could still use that excuse of yeah but it's not breaking the law because either no, no, there no. isn't a law or i've just figured out yeah, a way yeah, around it uh, that, but that, that's the thing i'm trying to say is that everyone is using the same argument of like well there isn't a law for it whereas some some are genuinely innovative mm-hmm. bits of work some are just and balance I, yeah and some people are exploitative so sort of some are beneficial and some are menace so from a regulation point of view then which one, I suppose, if you're the government and you could only implement one new law, which one do you try and implement? The menace stuff. Okay. And, and the so stuff, the stuff the... is genuinely exploitative rather than the stuff that's like, oh, well, okay, autonomous cars won't have a law for another year. Fair enough. <laughs> you know, I, I think that's how I would do it. It's uh-huh. sort of stamp down on the stuff that's just taking advantage of things. You know, See, I feel like I'd maybe go the other way. Only because, as a percentage of people, there's probably not that many people taking advantage of whatever loophole the exploitative people are doing. So, yeah, there'll be a handful of them, but there's not, in the grand scheme of things, there's not that many. A bit like tax evasion. There's there's stuff people can do, but there's not that many really that do it. That It's, it's an issue, but it's not the end of the world. Hmm. Whereas if, a bit like crypto, given that that was the thing that started it, if there are no tax laws around cryptocurrency, that's a huge thing that you're missing out on from a tax revenue point of view, that if you just say, hey, if you've got crypto, you now owe us 10% of any crypto that you've got. So there'll be a load of people we now know that are going to skip that. They're going to find loopholes. They're just going to ignore us. They're going to break the law. But we've drawn a line in the sand and said, hey, there's a law there now, by the way. GDPR, that was a massive overkill. But if they'd have come up with something, it's like, hey, if you collect data, you all you need to do is tell people what the fuck you're doing. Yeah. That'd be a good start. Because up until now, none of you were doing that. We still know people are going to break the law. We still know people are going to come up with stupid, inventive ways like, oh, yeah, but I was looking the other way when I asked them and they couldn't lip read and I whispered it. And so I did technically tell them, but whatever. There's always going to be people like that that are exploitative. But at least if you've got a rule in place, the vast majority of people generally are law-abiding citizens. So they will just do what they're then told. So I feel like I'd rather, if I was a government and I only had the two options, which obviously you don't, but I think I'd rather go for well, let's stick a new law in. It's probably going to be a bit dumb. It's not going to be the end product, but at least it's something and mm. we can start the process then. Because a lot of tech, they always say, and maybe you've got an opinion on this, they always say that they at some point reach a stage where they start to self-regulate. Well, they self-regulate because they're worried about government regulation. Yeah. We're seeing that at the moment in the US, which is, you know, Facebook and and Google are very close to getting... Slap with antitrust and yeah. monopolistic kind of 
regulation because they have been doing that for a long time. And so what they're trying to do is sort of pretend that they're looking after themselves. And they're not. They're doing it. They're doing a sort of very tokenistic gesture to say, it's fine. We'll look after ourselves. <laughs> you know, and no, no, no company would ever. I mean, I guess back to our uh, chat about um, tax and like, what's your uh, imperative? Like a business imperative is not to self-sabotage yeah. by regulating itself. What is there? All these kind of regulations are there to sort of stop someone else coming in and doing it. But is there a customer service benefit to doing it as well? Because regulation generally, despite what people might think, governments are kind of there to protect the citizens. They don't always do a good job of it. Sometimes they fuck it up massively. But generally speaking, regulations put in place to protect the masses. Well, look at Amazon. Like Amazon is really, really good. Yeah. At, at for, what? for customers. Okay. Customers love it because, like, I mean, I know I do. Things turn up the next minute. But from a government sort of monopolistic view, yeah. it's a bad company because it's doing it. It's it's very best at squashing anyone else. But I suppose also from a government so, regulation point of view, it's like, well, we have laws in place for you need to pay all of your workers minimum wage. You can't have your drivers doing 18-hour days. There's regulations against that. And yeah, okay, you can call them self-employed if you want, but you still can't make IR35. You still can't treat people that badly without falling foul of X, Y, and Z law. So, and we're trying to protect the individual workers. That, But I think, I think broadly speaking, Amazon is I know there's going to be loads of stories that, that, that can do this like the thing that Amazon's worst for yeah. I say like it's, it's, it's worst thing it's doing is not to its employees or its customers it's to the other participants in the market where it's like you can't compete against Amazon anymore mm. there's just no there's no beating it yeah. like <laughs> if you want to sell widgets anything sell them on Amazon. That's sort of where we where we're at. Yeah. Um and so that's that the is problem is thing? Yeah. You should you shouldn't have one place that you can have otherwise you otherwise you get rid of any sort of But this Ooh, we should probably do an episode on this, you know. Um <laughs> Hey everyone, stop listening while we talk about other episodes. Um but you know that thing that Jack sent through in the group about oh Deliveroo stole loads of money off this company. Deliveroo's really bad. It's the whole, well, okay, you could sell your stuff through Amazon and you will, you normally sell it for £18, you sell it through Amazon, you only get 17 But you wouldn't have had that sale if it wasn't for Amazon. And you may not have even had that sale if Amazon didn't exist because no one would have found your shop, your product, whatever. And if it's on Amazon, well, whack your price up because no one's finding your website direct. So stick your price on Amazon up to £20, you will now get £18 for it. And if they decide to search the internet for it, they'll find your site where they could just get it for £18. So is Amazon actually doing a bad service? You as a you as a distributor get to decide to be on their platform because Amazon fundamentally doesn't actually sell much, if anything. No, it sells, it sells other people's stuff, though, it doesn't it? It sells an awful lot. Of its, its own stuff, It's though. in a lot of trouble for doing stuff where it sees stuff that's selling well. It just buys it. No, like, so it's like, you know... Uh, Glasses, let's say. Glasses. Um, and it sees a certain type of glasses selling well because it owns all the data, mm-hmm. because it owns the platform. And then someone's job is to go and find a company that makes those glasses 
And then the Amazon Basics version of it appears for 50 pence less. Yeah. And all of a sudden, person who built a brand and all that kind of shit disappears because the Amazon algorithm will always promote the Amazon thing. Yeah. Tricks. Amazon is a self-serving company. Oh, God, yeah. And the whole point of having people on its marketplace is not so it can make money off them selling things. It's so you can work out what people want and sell it to them instead. Jeff, you sneaky little bugger, you. It's not Jeff anymore. Like, that is the idea behind it. Uh, you know. I mean, Jeff said famously, like, the number of Emmys that Amazon Prime win directly correlate to the number of flip-flops I sell. Like, it's, uh, it's, just, it's just all about selling shit, you know. Yeah, like, I hadn't, I hadn't realised. I mean, obviously, I've seen Amazon Basic stuff before. And when you say it, it kind of obviously makes sense. But I hadn't realised that they got into that so, so actively, certainly. That's the sort of the, the big allegations at the moment, yeah. Which oh, okay. is what, one of the reasons they're In not staring down the barrel of regulation. So we then think regulation is quite a good thing overall. Mm. Because the oh, alternative yeah, yeah. is absolute free market chaos. Which is a race to the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Which I guess has benefits to consumers. But then it, 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 I don't know if it does. I think, I think the consumer. I, I guess it's like the sort of the the rational person that the economist thinks of. Yeah, that doesn't, doesn't actually exist. exist. And and we're all quite useless and quite rubbish. Mm. And actually, we do need looking after. On on these kind of in, in big capitalist markets, we do need looking after because because we're we're quite likely to get missold to. And I suppose it's that whole thing of. You know, one person can't change the world. If you're one person arguing against Amazon, nobody gives a shit if there's nobody standing up for you. If there's a bunch of one people and they all make an action that, in you know, whatever, elects, that's the word I was looking for, a government that then puts regulations in place, that's one person multiplied by several million, obviously, um, that can make an impact. But free, complete free market capitalism is kind of just leaving people to the dogs and whoever's got the best speech kind of wins. Yeah. Because you can convince more people and therefore you get some tiny advantage which you get to escalate into the biggest advantage of the world and then you run everything. It's back to your um, brilliant point of capped capitalism. Oh, which is, that was a brilliant idea, wasn't it? But it is. It is what we were both after. Is mm. a capitalist... A free-for-all until reason. A capitalist philosophy within bounds yeah which is kind of all we want which is you know the 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 things that make capitalism quite good like you know the the best or the the, the hardest the or the you know the sort of the superlative of the market is likely to dominate the market yeah is is a good thing you know you don't want the worst thing in the market being the most and so that thing we all quite like. Yeah. It's just we also don't want the kind of grubby side that comes with yeah, yeah. <laughs> like being best at any cost. And that's, I suppose, the government bailout argument, isn't it? We've definitely gone on a massive tangent now. But the whole banks and mortgage companies and stuff not being allowed to fail, well, that's not ideal because you're supporting something that's a bit shit. Mm. So you should let it fail and accept the dire consequences that comes with that but at least then in its place, something better will arise that won't make the same mistakes. Whereas now you've kept something alive that's like, cool, there's no consequences to me doing this stupid stuff. So I'll just carry probably on carry on doing, doing it, stupid yeah. stuff. Maybe on a bigger scale. No, I agree. Okay, so how are we going to tie this back to 
Your business. Well, I was going to ask you one more question. Go on, Before you tie tie back. Which is, how law, how like regulation abiding do you feel you are? I would say like 90%. So anything to do with speed limits, they can go fuck themselves. That's a guideline. Traffic lights on a bicycle. They're not real. made up. Yeah. Yeah, they don't exist. What other laws do I blatantly flaunt? Um, I mean, not much else. I definitely think we both are quite good at pushing our... Looks? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like sort of socially pushing luck stuff. But that's not really a law. But I How think... do you mean? So give me an example. Ideally of you, not me. Because... <laughs> like say you're in formal company mm-hmm. and something would be very funny if you said it right now. And like it would be... It would not be the right thing to do, but it would maybe be inappropriate. It would be, it would be very funny. Yeah, I'm probably going to do it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure governments are threatening yeah, to regulate but that. Like, but that's what I mean. That's what I mean. I'm trying to tie it back to our sort of general attitude towards. Yeah, rulish. I mean, like, there's I don't not think... much in the way of laws that I just break. I don't break anything flagrantly, or even like. No, test the limits off. I mean, yeah, bike laws don't they yeah. aren't real. Speed limits, not so much. I think the occasional so red light, of, if I reckon if it's good, I'll go. So many of regulation things mm. are I think we break them by accident because we don't know about them. We don't break any rules, I don't think. Traffic- so I've definitely broken like uh, like like technology stuff. Where like this is the law that says you have to do this, blah blah blah, yeah. blah. and like it's not like there's no police for it, yeah, because of course it's, it's <laughs> nobody would ever entirely know. nebulous. But like, definitely have been in that situation where like, oh fuck, <laughs> like <laughs> didn't mean to do it, yeah, but we've done it. And like, I think that's the maybe the thing around all of these kind of regulation things is, um, it's all well and good putting them in place, but it's actually another thing, like the government has an unendingly tricky job which is you come up with a rule which is like you can't be an arsehole employer and (laughs) take people for a ride yeah and they're like and everyone's like brilliant that's a great rule and then they're like how do we (laughs) define arsehole but how do we like police it yeah now like um, in, in the u.s like the the bodies that have to go after like tech violations are criminally underfunded. Yeah. And so there's only like 50 people to go after like all these companies. who And are, presumably if anyone gets any good in that role, one of the massive tech companies like, like, hey, would you like a job, a job yeah. for 57 <laughs> times the price? Yeah. And that's the pro- like that's one thing I think is 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 always going to be in the government's... You know, the government can make a law up, but it's like to catch someone breaking that law yeah. is incredibly hard. And that's why I think that a lot of people are like unintentionally breaking the law. With all these kind of things. They're like, oh, I didn't know that. You know, like the FCA stuff. Like, I can imagine someone going, I'm going to sell crypto. Yeah. And then getting into it. Someone going, you're breaking like yeah. 18 financial guidelines. There was, a, there was a friend of mine and I did a post about something crypto-y. Um, and there was someone I know that was like, oh yeah, my son's doing that. And he's managing a couple of his friends. Stuff. I'm like, oh, you do know that's a massively heavily regulated industry. And he's got to have these qualifications. 
you need to have AML, KYC, you need to have like complaint procedures, you need to have a whole bunch of stuff to be able to do what he's doing. And I know it's just, oh, well, he's my mate, and I know he's quite good at crypto stuff, so I gave him some of my money to manage. Like, that's definitely breaking a whole bunch of laws. And then not doing it like out of a malice or anything. It's just like, oh, well, I just happen to be good at it, and a couple of people asked me to, so I did. That's the end of that, as far as I was concerned. But it's actually, it's just an unknown thing, because let's face it, who knows most of the FCA rules and regulations? How? Your your uh, judge. With your gavel. Hello, Deliveroo? No, no with your gavel. <laughs> yeah. um, and you're, you're passing sentence on someone. Yeah. Okay? And some some young upstart is is accused of like breaking financial conduct rules. Mm-hmm. How lenient do you feel about someone uh, about someone if their argument is I didn't know? I mean, I guess it. Order. Sorry. As you said, the only reason it would end up because who reports these things? The only reason it would end up in front of a judge is if somebody else was then kicking off and complaining about it. Yeah. The only reason someone would kick off and complain, like, well, I gave you my life savings. And, and it's now, it. yeah, it's completely disappeared. I would, if it was me, I'd be looking at both sides and be like, well, the That's fuck your fucking did you job. do You're that? A judge. Yeah. <laughs> Is it? Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> like, I thought that was the jury's job. In jail. <laughs> death sentence. Death both sentence. Death sentence. <laughs> well, no, I'd be looking at it from the other side and saying, you're a fucking idiot. Why did you give someone your life savings who clearly is like 12 and doesn't really know what they're doing? You're an idiot. You're stupid. You did a bad and so what's the other person doing it out of malice to like, well, I tried to steal it and then I didn't actually invest it. I just put it all in my own back pocket. Okay, yeah, cool. Hang them. Hmm. If it's like, oh, well, I tried. I, I followed what would be best practice and just the markets went against me and I lost their money. And that I wasn't sucks. regulated to do these I wasn't things. regulated to be given advice. I wasn't regulated to be managing money. But I kind of managed money the way other people who are regulated and who are doing it properly. I did the same thing as them. I just had a bit of bad luck. The market didn't work out the way I thought they would. And this person's lost money. It was like, well, okay, you did mm. kind of, you complied with the, whatever, the spirit of the law, not necessarily the letter of the law. If you had have tried to comply with the letter of it, you probably would have done there or thereabouts. You'd have got through maybe with a few changes that would have been fine. So I think I'd probably be lenient on people that weren't malicious or flagrantly incompetent. I think if you're doing stuff with other people's money, there is a big fiduciary duty, another fun word, that if you're not smart enough to do that, you definitely shouldn't be touching it. Yeah. I think anyone that does, that is a bit of an idiot or that takes too much in the way of risks, then yeah, hang them. Is it a fair strategy or bit of advice to give smaller businesses that if you're in a position where you feel like you're doing something that, I don't know, like finance, tech, like mm. medical, and like there's like a bunch of things where, like if you feel like, I don't know, I'm trying to trying to come up with if like you're a crossing way, a line, like crossing a line, like because it's impossible to research everything. Yeah, you're like, I own a warehouse. Oh my god, am I breaking a law? You know, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> it's impossible. Like, can we come up with like a threshold test here where you're like, I'm doing a thing. Do I think I need to go and talk to a lawyer? Do I need to go and do some research? You know, like I feel like that's most 
slightly common if, sense. Like if you, let's say, okay, the warehouse thing. Let's say you rent a warehouse and you're like, yeah, I use this and I sell widgets out of it. And I store a bunch of stuff and I've got a front office that I sell some stuff from. Cool. Yeah, and I've decided to turn it into a giant lap dancing club. It's common sense to think, am I allowed to do that here? You're forgetting that loads of people don't have any common sense. Okay. Well, then those people should be hung. So, like, or hang. Okay. <laughs> this is why I'm not a All judge. Hung. <laughs> um, okay. So, that's a good thing is, is any think, major change. Yeah. Do some research. Anything major that makes you think, is this okay? Well, no, but we, then look it up. We're going to take, take out the part where people think, is this okay? Okay, fine. Any, any major, major change. change from what you currently do. Yeah. Do some research. Any major diversion from the norm, at least have a quick Google of it. Like, do I need permission to? Blah. And I guarantee you, there is a firm, like a load, I, I do this a lot, loads of like law firms who specialize in a certain thing, Yeah. write kind of chit-chatty blog articles about certain law. And at the bottom of it is always like, of course you have to get in touch with us to get out the, the but usually in the body of that blog, it's like, enough. If, you're, if you're converting a warehouse into a strip club, you you need to do loads of fucking stuff. Yeah. And usually you can get enough information out of that to work out whether or not you're in trouble. The other one though, fucking government. Yeah, they, they so love it. they're they're well good at telling you the rules. So if you actually search on any of the gov websites, so for that one, it would be planning portal. You're like, what's well, change of use from this class to this class? Do I need permission? The government has entire websites, it is called the planning portal, where it will say, yeah. Change of use from this to this, that's okay. From that to that, that's fine. From that to that, oh, no, not so much. So it's like the government is actually telling you the answer. So, yeah, Google that shit. Ideally, go for the government, whether it's American, UK, US, Australia. Uh, I'm pretty sure America and US are the same things, but let's say them twice, heard, just for I've the funsies. Probably two different things. Yeah. And never underestimate your ability to downplay how serious something is. Yes. I'll finish on a good anecdote. Oh, go on then. So remember I was with the police. I special. do remember you were on the police. So volunteer policeman for a while. And I got asked to go and help transport someone. Not very far, but they'd been arrested in a YMCA. Were they dancing too vigorously? No. I turned up and the uh, firearms... And just for context, the YMCA from the police station... You could throw a tennis ball. You'd have to be pretty good at tennis. A good, but, yeah. Like a good tennis ball. It's like what, 300, 300 meters? meters? So I drove, drove a van over there to do <laughs> this and got to the YMCA and the, the firearms guys brought brought this person down and put them in. And I and they said, you need to book him in into custody. And I was like, fair enough. What am I booking him in for? <laughs> it was like Section 57. Or and it was basically like the Terrorism Act. <laughs> okay. Like, am I all right driving this guy? <laughs> it turned out he'd been cooking, um, making... Nail bombs in the YMCA, just because he thought it was like a thing to sell to people. Nail bombs. Yeah. Cool. And he was like, he he'd been arrested so many times and stuff, and he was just like, so I'll be out like end of the weekend. It's <laughs> like I don't think you're going anywhere for a very long time. And I had to get like it didn't like the firearms guys kicked this guy's door in yeah. and they escorted the van back to the station. <laughs> It was all fairly scary. <laughs> to book this guy in. I had to turn up to the custody sergeant. Go, what are you booking in? It's like, uh, section 57. And he was like, you know what that is? I'm Shit. like, I really do. Because the firearms guy, the guy with the massive guns, told me what they did. 
Fuck this guy. He's completely oblivious to what he's getting booked in for. Got it read back to you by the custody sergeant. He was like, that sounds really serious. And we were all like, it really is. <laughs> Why do you think there's so many of us with guns? There's like so many guns around here at the moment. <laughs> he's like, so I'm not going to be out there. going to say, I don't think you're ever going to see daylight again. <laughs> I think this is it for you, mate. <laughs> think of all the stupid shit you could have done. This is it. But he was. Com- he just thought he was... Oh, I've been a bit of a bad boy. (laughs) (sighs) And that was, that is, never underestimate how wrong you have got the the law. law. Fair enough. (laughs) Don't, don't be the guy getting booked in. (laughs) By Roger for a section 57 offence. And it's probably not 57, but yeah, don't, don't be a terrorist. (laughs) And if you're a copper, don't ring up and tell us that we got the section wrong. Yes, we don't care. (laughs) Sad. Sounds like a fun way to end. Bye.